Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. New Amsterdam Radio starts now. What's going on, citizens? Global boys, the mayor in the mayor's office. As you're hearing this, it's already June 2022. Either way you want to look at it, it's either the quickest year, the quickest two years, or the quickest three years. That's come out of absolutely nowhere. As you all know, we all took that little bit of a caution, a little bit of a break in 2020, and that was kind of formative for everyone. Uh, New Amsterdam Radio, it is the crown jewel of the New Amsterdam Network. You can learn more at newamsterdam.com, kdwamsterdam.com, and on social media, at New Amsterdam on Instagram, and at New underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. So 2020 was a little bit of a groundswell moment. You can interpret that at will, but it was formative for a lot of people. And my guest today, Sonia Balakazad, decided to bet on herself. See, an actress in NorCal decided to mosey on down to the City of Angels to further her career when the whole world was inside. And what happened, well, it has to be heard to be believed. You're going to enjoy this chat about what it means to bet on yourself, which is why we named this week's episode It Is. Now, if you have any questions about this episode and all the other episodes, don't hesitate to reach out to the show at info at newamsterdam.com. Just say, hey, here's a question, or hey, this is a guest I would love to hear on a future episode. Without any further ado, it's now time for my chat with Sonia Balakazad. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creative thinkers and doers. It is I, the mayor, Flobo Boys, in the mayor's office with someone that's doing it. Look, Southern California is where I'm staying, and there are actors to and fro all over. But this actor made me go, hmm, <laughs> award-winning performer, thespian, if you will. Sonia Balcazar, how are you doing on this evening? Thank you. Doing great. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm doing fantastic. Being able to connect with other creatives is always a good thing. Always a good thing. Yes, always. Love that. <laughs> so let's get to the beginning, or my beginning, because you've been working for a long, long time. But I was I was scrolling social media, and I came across a post that you had posted saying, look, I have the credits. I got the skill. I got the talents. Take a chance on your girl, Sony. And I was like, dang, I respect <laughs> that. Let's talk about that off the bat, deciding to, to be, you're in a craft, you're an actor, but then going, I'm telling the whole world what I can do on social. Well, I feel like, there's so much opportunity for us to take control of our careers or where we want to go or the direction we want to take our lives with being able to create our own content. And I, myself, I'm an actor, but I also I've studied business. I have a bachelor's degree in business and I studied marketing management. So I also know how to market and, you know, uh, promote. Mm -hmm. And so I can't do one without the other. If I don't feel like something is, is not happening for me, I take control and I do something about it. And so um, getting exposure to casting directors and getting exposure to filmmakers and directors and producers, you know, I thought, well, let me just tell people who I am. Let me just promote myself and market what, what I can do and what I've done, what my credits are, but let me take control of that and tell my story. From, from my perspective. And that's probably the ad that you saw. And yeah. <laughs> you came across one of my posts. 
And um, yeah, it just, I, I feel like we're, we have so much opportunity to create content. Why not do it and benefit from it and promote yeah. the work that we're doing? And I went down a, I won't say dark rabbit hole, a pleasant rabbit hole of things <laughs> that we've done. So take a step back. So was this always a dream to, to be a performer or was something you fell into? Is it, is it, does the bug exist? Does the acting bug exist? And was when were you bit by it? You know, I, I get that question a lot. And it's, I, I'd have to say it's always been in me. Sure. Always, 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 always. But there's always social pressures to tuck that away and mm -hmm. do something practical. I got it from my family, from my dad, from, you know, teachers at school. It, you know, it's almost like, oh, you want to be an artist. That's just, uh, that, that's nice for now, but you should do, what do you really want to do with your life, right? right. And so there was always this uh, social pressures to follow the norm, get a job, you know, go to school, get a job, buy a house, have a family. And, and I was always struggling against that. So I've always had it. And there was always things in my life that were happening that told me like, I'm an artist, I'm an actor, I'm, I'm a performer, I'm a dancer, I, all these things. But I was always trying to tuck it away. And so I've always known it's just different pieces of my life would express, would give me opportunity to express myself. And then those things would help me shine. And then it would give yeah. me permission to, to bring the artist in me out. So um, there are a lot of moments that built up to me realizing that this is my passion. This is what, and not only that, that it's okay to, to live that passion. It's okay to um, pursue that passion. So you hit the nail on the head for a lot of creatives uh, having that, I won't say pressure, but that environment where it's like, get a real job and what that entails. Uh, I know I struggled my own way because comedy was my thing and my parents came from like mathematicians and nursing and, and people on the farms. What was that moment you go, look, I understand what you're saying, but it's kind of scary for me to say my path is not there. I'm making that jump. I'm making that transition. What was that like? Um, <laughs> it was really scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was really yeah. scary. Um, I was, I was working, I had already graduated college and I was um, working in sales, doing what social norms told me to do, right? Societal pressure and families and everything. And mm -hmm. um, I had paid for myself to go to acting school outside of work um, for a two year program in San Francisco. Oh, nice. I just finished the program and I was like, okay, now what do I do? And um, it was at this like point in my life where I had to make a decision. Do I pursue acting now that I just finished this two year program or do I continue the rat race, which is right. what I was in. I was in a, a, a rat race. And I was very unhappy with where I was at um, in my corporate job, my corporate sales position, um, making tons of money, but I was miserable. And I knew that, okay, I have everything that everybody said I was supposed to have, the nice house, the car, the money, the job, the title, but I was miserable. And I knew that's not the path for me. If I'm doing this to make because everybody else says that's what I need to do and I'm unhappy and I'm miserable, then something's got to give. And I had just finished my two-year program. So um, I didn't tell anybody. I kept it a secret, but I quit my job and oh, I didn't wow. tell anyone. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell my, my sister who was my roommate at the time. Yeah. I didn't tell my friends. I didn't say anything to anybody. I just quit my job and I started acting full-time. And wow! I was so afraid to tell people. I, I I didn't tell anybody until they started figuring it out. Like, 
even my landlord at the apartment I was living in was like, you haven't been driving to work lately. Are you, what's going on? (laughs) So, you know, I, I was so afraid what people would think of me. I was so afraid that people would look at me like, why did you quit this perfectly great job, um, great career, making great money? Like you have everything everybody works for and you quit that to go be an artist, to go be an (laughs) actor. Like I didn't want anybody to judge me or put me down or even stop me from what I wanted to do. But something in my heart just told me that's, you just got to do it. You have to. And I did. And eventually I, I had the courage to have a conversation with my sister, with my dad, with everybody that I felt like I needed to hide it from because I didn't want anybody to, again, judge my decisions. But it was sure. the best decision of my life. The best. <laughs> I would do it a thousand times over. <laughs> and I would do it sooner. <laughs> what was that like? I know that the jump is scary, but like, this is like, is it kind of like going on an adventure? Do you like stack some like money in account? Do you bring snacks? Like, do you just, I did. Like, what, 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 what do you do to prepare to make that jump? Well, I was, I was preparing to purchase a home. I was okay. saving money to put a down payment on a house because that was the next step, right? You go to college, you get a job, you save money, you buy a house. Like it's just all these things. And I had this money put away to put a down payment on a house. And I was like, okay, if I buy a house, I'm stuck in this rat race because I'm gonna be in that like mortgage ball and chain. You can't move, like it just, you're just solidifying it. But the artist part of me was like, no, you just, no. Like that's not, <laughs> not, that's not. the voice. Yeah. And then, you know, I was like, I have to listen to this art, the art, the the person in me that needed to express through art. Yeah. So I, I used everything. I basically, the money that I had saved for my down payment, I right. used it to support myself for two years so I could act full time. You know, I've, I I can't say I'm an actor. I, 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 it's a craft I've tried. Um, I am terrible at memorizing, therefore I could never do it. But the one time I went to an audition, it was like it was for a student film. They wanted a tough guy on a street race. I said, I'll, I'll go. I seem kind of tough. And it was the most surreal moment seeing like like multiverse versions of me. Like <laughs> they were tall <laughs> me, they were short me, they were fat me. Like, I must mess up your psyche to be like, wait, hold on. How many clones of you live in a town? <laughs> I can come do this. <laughs> So oh, what happened? How'd it go? Oh, I, I did. I did okay. I didn't get picked, but I said, you know what? I, I just couldn't. I couldn't deal with seeing the replicants. And so people always tell me, "Oh, acting's fun. You love it." But that's like the last frontier for me. It's actually the yeah. craft of, of performing. Well, the auditions are the are a numbers game, right? It's just the audition is acting because that's you, your practice. That's where you like a good majority of actors spend most of their careers auditioning, not actually acting they're auditioning a majority of their career. So that is the, the that is the job, is the audition. So I take great joy in it because yeah. that's the part, that's like, that's, that's like getting the part. Getting an audition is like getting a part. She's like, oh, I get to practice, I get to rehearse, I get to, you know, look at this character, script analysis, and then create it and then execute. Like that's the job. And so if you can enjoy the audition process, then you can enjoy when you actually get on set and you get, get the part. But it's a numbers game. It's just, massive i think that's the connection that i've made between when i was in sales when i was in outside sales and in acting um i don't take anything personal because when i was in outside sales i used to knock on business doors have doors shut on me people hang up on the phone like i cold call people and it's 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 that like really rough um rejection that Mm -hmm. really toughened my skin so that when i went 
into full-time acting when I had all the auditions and all of the no's and the no's and the no's, I didn't take it personal because I had been doing it for so long at my, in my career, it just transferred over. I'm like, okay, no, 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 yes. And so the numbers game continues in, from sales to, to acting where you just, it's probability, right? Yeah. <laughs> the more wow. you audition, the, the better chances you get of, of fitting the role. But, you know, it, also not taking it personally is casting directors know what they want. And you're either what they want or you're not. And so you can't take that personally either. You can do a great job, but mm -hmm. if you're not what they're looking for, then you're just not going to get the part. And it doesn't mean that I'm a bad actor. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. you are uh, originally from NorCal uh, and then you moved down to, to Southern California during the pandemic of yes. all things. Uh, two questions. Why? And, and two, what is this whole feel with the NorCal versus SoCal beef? What's your perspective being from California? Um, well, yeah, I'm from Northern California. I'm from San Jose. And then I moved August 2020 because when I was working up in uh, the Bay Area, which most of my acting career, you know, it's been in the Bay. It's been San Francisco. Um, most of my body of work is from the Bay Area. And then um, where I work now, it's um, we were in the office and then we and where I work now, my my company supports my acting career 100 percent, which I love because, what? you know, they, they support everything that I do. And um, I just I have a bunch of supportive people around me. But uh, we were we were working in the office. And then once we went into the shutdown in March 2020, we were working from home. A few months later, they decided to allow everybody to work from home because we were more productive. So then um, once that happened everybody in the company, not everybody, but most people in the company started moving out of the Bay Area because it's really expensive to live there. Mm -hmm. So they would, I, some of my friends were moving to Arizona, to Florida, to Sacramento. They're like moving, like moving their families to different yeah. parts of the country because it's so much cheaper to live. Um, and I thought, well, you know, I mean, I'm living in the Bay Area. It's very expensive to live here. So I just, and, and I had already kind of um, plateaued with uh the work that's out in san francisco because they don't do a lot of film productions out there it's a lot of industrial a lot of commercial sure. you know a lot of independent work but i wanted to um level up my body of work so i have to move to la to be able to audition and be around filmmakers that um, are doing the types of projects that i want to be a part of so when we were able to work from home i said okay well i get to keep my job work remotely and live in la perfect but i came in august of 2020 and nobody was really filming everything was shut down sure uh the streets were empty it was just like a ghost town everywhere and so that's not always this <laughs> <laughs> and so i came at such an odd time where i was in solitude for a very long time for months and i had to meet people and it was a rough period of time as it was for many people during um the first year of, mm -hmm. of the pandemic um but you know moving away from my parents my siblings i have family out here but it's not a lot of um sure you know uh we were we were in the pandemic so we we're all in quarantine so it wasn't like we were able to go meet and hang out and so it was tough it was very tough but it did give me a lot of time to focus on the craft to focus on um you know the skills and a lot of the work that i wanted to kind of um reflect on and i i i wouldn't take it back. I think it was a rough time that I needed for growth and I appreciate growth in any way. So, uh, being <laughs> so on the Northern, Sorry, go ahead. 
No, for being on the both sides now, what's your opinion on the NorCal SoCal? Kind of so thing? NorCal SoCal. Um, well, you know, it's funny because a long time ago, I when I would say hell when I was in college and I would say hella, my roommates were like, Hella, we don't they're from Southern California, like we don't say hella. I'm like, really? They're like, Yeah, we say hecka or we say other things, and I'm like, okay. They're like, yeah, that's a Bay Area thing. And I'm like, really? I hear people in LA say hello, you know? They're like, nope, nope. I'm like, okay. So then I thought it was like the terms, right? Like, okay, this, you know, your terms versus versus our terms. Um, but then when I moved out here, I realized it's much bigger. I didn't realize how big the the rivalry was. I know there's a the Dodgers and the the Giants rivalry, right? Because right, right. Um, my dad's a Giants fan and my brother and I, my dad and my sister are Giants fans. My brother and I are Dodger fans. So oh, wow. <laughs> the house is, is divided. Um, but because we're in the same family, you know, it's just our thing. Right. But when we come out here, Oh my God, it's like, it's pretty yeah. major. It's pretty big. <laughs> uh, poor Oakland. Uh, no love over there. <laughs> well, that's something I had to learn being, being from the East coast. I mean, for us, we're kind of like California, but there's like the whole, it feels like NorCal's like SoCal's lame and SoCal's like, we don't really think about y'all. It's a weird dynamic to me on the outside, but it was, but it's cool to get your perspective on yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, um, a lot of my friends who are working in a similar craft as you are, there's that little balance of, of, the working in the actual craft, getting better at, at, at performing, and then like the business side, uh, like the getting into the union or marketing yourself. Uh, is it something that you consciously decided you have to give yourself a little bit of time on that? Or was it like lockstep for you? Was it like, oh, of course, the next evolution for acting is getting to the union. The next evolution for acting is going to these premieres. Or was it something where it's like, no, I just want to create. Oh, I have to do that too? Dang. Yeah, that's a great question because... I've never reflected on it. I've just kind of um, outgrown the wineskins, right? Like I'm just, it's it's like, I have all these dreams and these goals that I make for myself. And I realize that as I make those um, goals or, or milestones for myself and I reach them and then I'm like, okay, well now I gotta make bigger ones or different ones and I make other ones. And so, it's always been like, okay, I got there. Okay, I got there. Okay, I got there. And then so like, what else do I do? I have to keep on moving on my journey, right? Sure, sure. And so I've never like thought, oh, this is where I, I'm going to be. It's just like these little mile milestone steps along the way that just kind of keep me going. But getting into the union was kind of one of those things like, well, yeah, of course I'm going to be in the union. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah. At some point, I, I don't know when, but yeah, it's going to happen. And so I never really thought about yes or no joining in or not. Um, I, I knew I was going to be in the union if I, if I wanted to be in any of the big um, films or, or TV that, that are union, I would have to be in the union. So, right, <laughs> so right. it's a matter of time, you know, but once I became eligible, then I waited a little while before I actually joined. And then uh, I think I joined in 2013. Oh, well, congratulations. Like almost a decade coming up. huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Next year will be 10 years. Yes. It was actually pretty funny. Um, it, the audition that I went to that allowed me, that gave me the opportunity to become union. I didn't even want to go on that audition. Oh, no. <laughs> I had been, um, I had been working nights at the time and I was mm -hmm. really tired and my yeah. agent calls me in the morning. And so I hadn't slept all night and she calls me in the morning. Oh, we have an audition, last minute audition for you. It's in the city. I lived in San Jose. So I had to drive an hour in traffic 
or okay. more to San Francisco, find parking, go into the casting director's office, all that. I'm like, I haven't slept. Oh my God, I can't make it. She's like, no, 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 you, sh- you should go. And I'm like, but I haven't slept all night and I'm just tired. She's like, you know what? I'll call the casting director, see if they can move your audition to later in the day. Yeah. Okay, so she did. She moved it to the end of the day. I slept a few hours. I got up, I went to the city, found parking, got in. Oh, nice. Audition for it. It was for a commercial. And, um, and then by the time I drove home, that afternoon, my agent calls me and says, congratulations, you got it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and she's well, like, and guess what? It's union. So you, you're you going to be a union member now. I'm like, yeah. Happen? And I didn't even want, I told her I didn't want to go. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it's very similar. It's, it's kind of weird now because that's what happened with the slap. But it's kind of similar to Will Smith, right? He was at a party and, and they were like, hey, can you audition and for, for Fresh Prince? He goes, no, I'm kind of tired. I don't really know. And Quincy Jones is like, either you do it now or you look at that opportunity. And that, the rest is history. That's awesome. You went for it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then I became union. Well, I didn't. I became union eligible from that. And then I joined the union in 2013. So. And, and just for those that are listening, you do prefer the term actor over actress. Any particular reason why? You know, I haven't, I, I don't know. I just, I just like the way actor sounds. I feel that's what I've always called myself. And sometimes people will say you're an actress. I'm like, sure, I'm an actress, but I'm also an actor. I'm an actor. <laughs> I, I don't understand it. We don't say Dr. S, right? Doctor. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> tell, tell it makes sense. Uh, well, I was, I was, congratulations. You are a two-time recent award winner. Uh, uh, the, the last a Mexican-American Film and TV Festival Awards for King of Downey and Broad Daylight. You just rack it up awards. Appreciate that one. Uh, talk to me about that year or that that period. Is going on these different projects, having different characters, and both of them being recognized. Thank you. Um, well, this all this is kind of one of those things where um, when I decided to move out here to Southern California in August 2020, and we were in quarantine, everybody pretty much was, and um, I didn't have any family in my presence. I was living alone. I did a lot of networking and um, I was still working, but I still networked a lot. And I used that time where I wasn't filming and wasn't auditioning mm-hmm. to research a lot of the films that of filmmakers, of indie filmmakers, big filmmakers, small, all levels of filmmakers in Southern California who lived here and researching their films, re- researching their work, going on IMDb, finding their Instagram, their socials, their Twitters. Uh, reaching out, connecting, planting seeds. So I spent a lot of my first year here uh, planting seeds and networking. And that's, and I did it religiously every day when I got off work, I would set my alarm on my phone and I would just do it religiously. And I would like network, network, network. because we weren't actually working. We weren't actually acting and auditioning because everything was shut down. Um, Some productions were happening here and there, but they were very limited. Um, I'm like, I'm going to use this time to build my network because nobody knows me out here. Everybody mm-hmm. in the Bay Area, sure, but not out here. I don't have that network that I had built mm-hmm. up in San Francisco. So um, I had to build that network up. And that's what I focused my time on doing the first year that I was here. So all of those seeds started to to grow. They started to harvest. And um, a lot of the directors that I had already been in contact with from when I first moved out here, were contacting me to audition for their projects. And they were sending me, you know, self-tape, self-tape, self-tape. And I was doing all these self-tapes. And then I, I ended up getting, the first project that I ended up getting cast in was in Broad Daylight. Mm-hmm. Um, David Monsonales was the one um, who reached out to me and I auditioned for that. We filmed it. Actually, today 
last year, the day after Memorial Day last year, we were doing the fitting for that film and we filmed it the first weekend in June. So wow. just a year ago was the first project that I filmed in LA. And now that's two-time winner. That film is the two-time winner for best short film. Actually, several. that one's won several awards. It won audience award, best drama um, at the official Latino film festival and the male character, the male lead won, Steve Vegas won best male lead in that for that film. And then it also won at recently, a couple of weeks ago at the Mexican American Film Festival, Mm-hmm. It won best short film at that festival. So yes, it's won several awards. And I just filmed that a year ago. Oh, but wow. but the network for that started two years ago. So, sure. you know, it takes time for those seeds to to come to fruition to harvest. And I feel like all of this is about relationships. It's all about building relationships. And and if you're in it for the long haul, you're gonna plant those seeds and then they're gonna they're gonna come, they're gonna come to, to harvest eventually. So talk to me about the award ceremonies, going out outside with people again, red carpets. Is it glamorous? Yes. Is it kind of overrated? What's the what's the vibe? No, that was a lot of fun. I don't like I'm <laughs> I've never really been on too many red carpets. I had a couple red carpets up in the city in San Francisco, but it's not so much a thing. For film festivals, sure. Sure. Um, but like since I moved here, I lost count how many red carpets there is a red carpet every day of the week <laughs> Love it. that's what i'm talking about and so but it's nice to get out it's nice to have that um to have that for us to all celebrate our films and a couple of weeks ago when we went to the mexican american film and television awards um you know both of my projects were there in broad daylight as well as king of downey and it was so beautiful to see king of downey um the tv pilot that we also did last year um to see that it also won best tv show at that film festival and to you know walk the red carpet with our cast and the creator and the director was just a beautiful thing that we're all together and we get to celebrate it's just it, it's beautiful it you are grateful i'm grateful for those things now because it, it was all so distant to us not too long ago sure. and it's back and we're all hugging we can hug each other <laughs> Right, right. I miss hugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's a nod thing. And I if you don't want to chip in this, I totally understand about the pandemic because there's you can't understate the destruction that that COVID did. But for a lot of creatives, it really was like a crossroads of how you're going to use this time. And some people kind of went away or they shriveled up or they moved on to other things and other creatives thrived. I'd be the first one to admit that if it wasn't for a pandemic, I wouldn't be a podcaster. And I actually have a career doing that because of that. And I won't say survivor's remorse, but there's some days going like, man, is it, is it weird that I feel thankful that I had the downtime to reassess what I want to do in my career? Or am I just like, you know, off my rocker? I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I I, I wouldn't even, let me encourage you to not think badly about any of that. Like mm-hmm. it, you becoming a podcaster was a silver lining of a very terrible thing, the pandemic, right? And there was a lot of loss in the world for that mm-hmm. time. And it's still going on, right? However, with everything that comes in life, there's never going to be a life without struggle. But it's how you respond when the struggle is there and how you grow from it when the struggle is there that means most and you took the path of growth you took the path of how do i strive in these circumstances and you found a path 
right? You, you, you yeah. found a way through it and that's the silver lining and don't feel bad about that. It's that you were able to adapt in an environment that face, that create a lot of challenges for people and you, you were able to, to persevere. So I would celebrate that as a win. And I think I would celebrate you, but let me ask you, how do you celebrate yourself? Like, what do you do when you're like feeling yourself days off, you know, got the money in the bank. If you believe in that kind of thing, if that's the motivator, what do you do to recharge? <laughs> it's funny you say that. I have very little free time. I, <laughs> a friend of mine, a friend of mine told me, um, okay, so we're May 31st and, yeah. uh, Top Gun just released and yeah. a friend of mine said, Hey, are you going to watch Top Gun? And I said, yeah, maybe in July. And he's like, what? I'm like, I, I, I don't have time. I'm booked. I'm every single day. I'm weekend nights, days. I'm booked. I'm busy. Yeah. And and he goes, you know, you, you need to make sure that you take some time to rest and take some time for yourself. And I'm like, even when I have time, it's like, oh, I got to get this done. I got to, you know, I'm trying to do, right. I'm trying to move things along. I struggle with that. I struggle with taking and I, I, I have to actively balance my life. Otherwise, I'm just a workaholic. And that's not healthy. <laughs> I know yeah, that. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I have to be very habitual about my rest and habitual about the things that I allow, like the time that I spend doing different things. Otherwise, I'll overwork myself. And so sure. I do get I do focus on rest. I do focus on recovery, but it's not a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I don't have a lot of free time. So how do I celebrate my wins? Hmm. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I just keep work. I keep working. Maybe I don't know. Not even a single fist pump, like yes. <laughs> um, maybe I'll get my get a massage. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you know? that counts. That counts. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get a massage. Yeah, I'm banking all my my credits. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is Sonia's favorite junk food? <gasps> Chunky monkey ice cream from Ben. Oh, whoa! I'll okay, it's kind of crazy so sweet over salty well i like salty too but i i gravitate towards the sweet yeah yeah I, i'm the same boat i like uh cherry garcia that's my that's my friend Ooh, nice. <laughs> respect <laughs> when you burn the midnight oil do you like get the snack foods or you're just kind of like ah you know do you try to keep it do you get like stock up when you say okay i gotta, I gotta write the script all night or i gotta learn these lines um, all night or i don't spend time writing well i'm just barely getting into writing so i'm i'm not um i haven't blocked out time as right now i'm like pre preliminary phases of writing but um sure. and learning structure and and spending time looking at the structure and and uh you know the techniques for writing right now but i know i just water i mean i drink tons of water i drink a lot of water i probably five gallons i probably drink i drink a lot of water yeah. <laughs> i'm just my, my water that, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't snack like late night or anything like that, like necessarily. Personal question. Also personal question. What's the craziest or dopest thing a fan's ever done for you? Like fan art, a uh, high five, a tag on social, like. Mm, um, I, I wouldn't consider, I, I don't know if it's a fan. Okay. So I've never met this person, Okay, but um, they're on my Instagram and they follow, you know, my work religiously. Like, I mean, they're really supportive of my work. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, engage with my posts and just very respectful. And um, he's an artist 
And um, I also appreciate and respect his work. Never met him before. And um, I really loved one of his pieces that he did. And I, um, I commented on how much I loved it because it was a, it was a art piece of a dog that reminded me of my dog that I used to have that I no longer have. And mm. so he sent me the actual art piece. He like, oh, wow. sent it to me and gave, he gave it to me. And I'm like, wow, that was really sweet. Like I, I wanted to buy it. Um, but no, he just, he just sent it to me. I think that was really cool. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a fan. Maybe I don't know. He's a friend, you know. Yeah, that um, But I think there was this one audience member, and I've brought this up a, a while, a while ago. Um, I mean, in the past, in past interviews, there was this audience member who was at one of my shows in San Francisco, and she came up to me afterwards, and she was crying, and oh, she wow. said, "You know, you just told my story." And the role was a very visceral, dark role. And she said, you just told my story. That was me when I was at rock bottom. And I just, I feel seen. And yeah. thank you so much. You know, and I, 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 I tell that story because that's what solidified my, uh, that's what confirmed that I made my passion in life. My purpose in life is to tell the stories of the human condition through, sure. through my art. Right. And so, the fact that she did that is is more about how she was appreciating the art of of, of um, acting in theater. But I appreciate that she did that because it confirmed that what that I made the right choice, that right. I'm doing good with my art, and that makes right. me feel really good. So I thought that was awesome that she did that too. Is there such a thing as a dream role? Was that odd to ask? <laughs> like, do you dream have some? Role. Like a dream role or something, you like, you know what, before I get off this, I want to make sure to be in a Marvel movie or a detective or action star. Or... Um, I have a lot of dreams. That, yeah, <laughs> that is fantastic. That is amazing. So there are a lot of dream roles that I will, I will be in. I know it. And, um, well, one of them I'm actually working on right now. Um, it's a passion project of mine where, um, it's, it's telling the story of the women in my life and um, from the perspective of, you know, um, Chicana females and just our life experiences and the relationships and a lot of the influences that we have in our culture um, from religion to just, um, you know, just, just culturally the impacts and um, telling the story of my mother, of my grandmother, of my sisters, um, of myself. And so that's the dream role for me is to be able to tell the story of the women in my life and the people that I love. And I think that they need to feel seen too. And I don't, I don't know a movie or anything out there or TV show that shows that represents that now. So yeah. my dream would be to bring that to life. So I'm, you know, um, producing that and I want to see that come to life and I'll, I'll play the lead in that. So that's, that's a, that's a dream role that I'm creating and, you know, manifesting for myself aside from that. Yeah. I have a lot of dream roles, a lot of dream roles and um, so many. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with manifesting dreams. Uh, right away, Ren is down get you out of here. But before I do, it's 2022. I think we're kind of at the end of the pandemic. It's still going slash. I don't know. Uh, what's on the travel bucket list? What part of the world do you want to see? And a chance if someone booked you to do anything, where would you go uh, for your craft? For my craft? 
I'd like to film in, in, I, I did a study abroad in Cuernavaca and I spent a summer there and in Mexico and I'd love to film there. I'd love oh, to film yeah. there. That would be beautiful to film in like, ah, oh, just the land is so beautiful. Um, you know, just music, culture, food, everything is just so beautiful to be, to be there in the homeland. Right. And, right. and um, I would love to film anything there. As far as traveling, like I've traveled a lot already, um, but one place I still have yet to go that I, it's on my bucket list to go would be Italy. I've, oh. I've almost been to Italy in several times, but I almost, and it's like something stopped me from going. It's really weird. But uh, <laughs> well, like, I'm not ready to come to Italy yet. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll maybe I'll get cast in a film and we're shooting in Italy one day. I don't know. <laughs> I, I've tried and failed to go to Japan like four times. I've been to Italy, changed my life for, for a good thing, for good and bad. So hopefully get out there. But for me, Japan to be like the holy grail. Three or four times I'll go or I'll get ready to go and something will happen. Like, ah. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sonia, thank you so much for being on the show. New Amsterdam, we're here, the podcast for creatives. Now it's time to put everything over. If someone wanted to connect with you, follow you on social media, book you for a role, how to go about doing that? Um, well, you can find me on IMDb at www.imdb.me slash Sonia Balcazar or on Instagram, Sonia Balcazar. Or um, that's probably the best two ways because my agent's information is on there. You can contact me there on Instagram. Um, let's see. I'm also on Facebook as well, Sonia Balcazar. Twitter, Sonia Balcazar. So everything's spelled the same. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. That totally counts. I, I can't wait to see what 2023 and beyond brings for you. I mean, the fact that you're on the rise and still growing. I just it's great to see people uh of of all different backgrounds giving opportunities and taking those opportunities and making it their own. It's way more important than getting giving opportunities. It's like it is you. I feel the energy. I love it. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Stand by. Hey, before you go, just want to say my book, Graduation Day, Life Lessons from the Real World, is now available on Amazon. You know, the concept of the book comes from when I graduated college and I wasn't impressed about my commencement speaker and what he had to say. And I said, I had some life experiences. Let me go back in time to a proverbial time machine and tell younger me things I learned as an adult. I share stories about the time where I almost died riding a motorcycle or the time where I had no money but decided to do a wedding in Italy, DJ a wedding in Italy to save my business and much, much more. Graduation Day, Life Lessons from the Real World is available on Amazon. Just look for me at Global Voice. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.